have you seen that uh, YouTube clip where Steven Seagal is uh, telling this Buddhist <laughs> uh, story? Uh, you know, oh, yeah. it's uh, two monks walking, uh, and um, and one of them says to the other, uh, blah blah blah. I don't remember. It's uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like I'm going blah, off blah, on blah, a, ta- okay. a tangent. Welcome to Podhard with me, Jonas Högberg. And Anders Schultkist. Yes, today we are... Sticking around. Still in 1933. What's happening? Why is so much good happening in 1933? Who knows? One last round. Yes, this is the last round. Next episode, we're moving on to 1934. Wow! But this episode, we're watching a Japanese movie called Keisatsuken, I think? Yeah, simply translated as Policeman. Wow, Policeman. Simple title. I, I thought we were done with 1933, but, uh, you know, uh, this was something that uh, Alex, the man behind the, the Twitter handle Head Exposure, uh, had excavated. Mm. We had never oh, heard yes. of it. Uh, we missed it in our... Uh, <clears throat> Very thorough research uh, methods. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to say, uh, that guy is uh, special. <laughs> he finds all the little golden nuggets that we fail to notice. Yeah, man, he's great uh, at digging up stuff. Yeah, so we saw we saw an excerpt from that movie, an action scene, and we both thought, Whoa, Nelly, we can't miss this yeah, out. Yeah, you're on the floor. So, uh, yeah, we're going to watch this stuff and see. <laughs> I, this, um, I, I'm, I've read it, it's sort of like uh, early film noir. It's film noir before film noir was even invented. <laughs> so, anyway, let's dive into Keisatsuken! <laughs> We've seen uh, Keisatsukan, I think. <laughs> it's always difficult with uh, Japanese titles. Keisatsukan, yes. Policeman. Uh, policeman or police officer. I've seen different translations of the title. Uh, so, yeah, this was a blast, Anders. This was close to a masterpiece in my book. Uh, was it the, was it part of the ending that let you down? Uh, there is a very heavy-handed scene uh, about uh, the, <laughs> the police uh, uh, man's uh, duty that uh, doesn't work yeah. in my book. And but but elsewhere, I think this movie was uh, fantastic. Yeah, I think he had to work some propaganda into the the movie. I mean, wasn't that part of the thing in Japanese movies in the 20s and 30s? That if you were making movies, you had to sort of uh, conform to some sort of propaganda. Um, But uh, some directors really managed to make their own movies and sort of stray away from the propaganda bits. Uh, But... uh, I guess it was pretty much impossible to make a movie without propaganda in some form. But you could put this shit in a in a in a photo exhibition. Uh, I mean, every image is uh, quite stunning. 
But then you would miss the, yeah, the I... main thing. How the damn thing moves. Oh, mama. Mm. Yeah, I, I, was, Cinema. Uh, I was thinking about uh, the man with the movie camera that... Uh, was it a Russian yes. film? Um, I thought, uh, why did they have to name that movie than a man with a movie camera when this movie exists? And is a man with a movie camera. Oh my god. <laughs> but a man with a movie camera is from 1930, I think. <laughs> so, so <laughs> oh, damn. So, but so this should, one didn't uh, exist. Change the title. So this should change. Yeah. In... So from policeman to cameraman. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a very basic uh, plot. Uh, it's a it's a good cop. He catches up with his old high school buddy. That has become a bad egg, a bad seed, uh, a gangster. But he doesn't know about this. Uh, and, uh, well, some events transpire. Uh, he gets uh, an officer killed, this uh, gangster. And eventually the uh, good cop uh, catches up to the truth. And has to uh, reconcile with the fact that his uh, best friend is now uh, on the enemy. Which is, uh, yeah, pretty standard fare for a movie of this uh, caliber. But, uh, I mean, wow, what's happening? <laughs> this is like film noir before film noir. This is like um, French new wave cinema before French new, new wave cinema. This is uh, fantastic, uh, stylish uh, things going on all the and time. it's so stylish and the heavy bromancing, of course, it's it's also Johnny Toe and John Woo before Johnny Toe and John Woo. So, <laughs> so any fans of those wow. out there, I, I would say this is a must-see. Yeah, so, wow. So many great uh, visual things to uh, to uh, pull through <laughs> here. And I, I, and I love um, a, a, a simple uh, setup as well. I, I think the narrative works yeah. pretty well. And we also follow this policeman in in his daily routine and stuff. Uh, I I love that stuff. Uh, there's some scenes with evidence and uh, he's uh, pulling fingerprints and stuff. Maybe I would would have loved liked uh, some more uh, scenes of him writing reports, but he's doing a lot of <laughs> a lot of notes in his little notebook when he's on a stakeout. So so it's halfway halfway there. Yeah, there, there is definitely a, a, a pedestrian vibe to the movie uh, the first uh, hour or so uh, before he really catches on to the fact that his friend might be um, a bad seed and starts uh, being like a detective all of a sudden. Uh, yes, he's a police uh, man, but uh, he, he becomes like a sleuth, like the, the Bogart um, archetype of a detective, you know. A private detective, a private eye. Uh, so he dons um, a trench coat and a hat and uh, becomes all seedy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he lets his he lets his uh, beard grow out a bit and uh, he gets rugged. His hair is all tousled and uh, he, he he lurks around in alleys uh, and stalking and uh, being on stakeout. And uh, yeah, it's a great. Yeah, I mean, it's now. one of my favorite noir tropes: the the character who gets more and more uh, worn down throughout. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and more stubble and stuff. Yeah, fantastic. So, so that that uh, trope is established uh, this early, or established. I mean, we were discussing it. It was probably um, <laughs> established in literature literature already. Uh, oh man, but, we should have uh, looked this up. Uh, yeah, but we we don't say it, it's a fact. <laughs> we just uh, throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we have it. Sam fact, Spade, so, yeah. uh, The Maltese Falcon, was actually published. Uh, the novel was published in 1930. So uh, maybe he was uh, first uh, with the noir uh, thingamajig. Uh, and the uh, Japanese picked up on it before the Americans. Um, because uh, Ushida, Tomo Ushida, wasn't alone in making early film noirs. Uh, also, the great uh, Japanese film director also made a sort of film noir movie this year, 1933. Um, so, uh, yeah, they were on to something, the Japanese. What what, <laughs> what were they on to, Jonas? What, what, I don't know. They were on to film noir, man. And, uh, and that's One thing great. I'll note, the, the version we have seen is without any sound. No sound at all. Uh, I... It's it's a silent movie. It's a, exactly, yeah. it's a silent movie. But th- this one uh, is preserved as without a benchy and no music uh, as well. Mm. So yeah, uh, at first, uh, I mean, I'm complaining all the time about the use of music in movies. So so, <laughs> so th- th- that was soundly put to test this time, I suppose. Uh, although some sound effects could have been nice, but uh, but I, I I really enjoyed this movie, Silent, as well. I mean, you can just take these um. images in. So, but it, yeah. maybe it could be a... I do, thi- I do think... I do think it would have been elevated with uh, a bit of a, a nice little cushion of... Uh, ooh, but you know some, they would have gone you know, overboard with, with the music, if there had been any. Oh yeah, of course they would have. So but uh, yeah. the silence maybe is sc- cool. Okay, so may- maybe like a Scarface movie then. I mean, uh, although with, with, with not much happens uh, at times, it's never slow. It it's edited pretty crisply edited, and and it moves. The camera moves around and founds different images all the time. Mm. It, I mean, it roams around. Uh, there's these stark compositions and great use of depth throughout. Uh, oh yeah, and, the depth is fantastic. And the camera just follows vehicles around and people mm. out walking. Mm. I mean, the staging of this thing is some sometimes jaw-dropping when they're in these alleyways and the, we didn't even know how the camera move around there. And and these places yeah. are just uh, a thing to behold. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. They they took the whole cinematic toolbox and just throw it at the screen. I mean, the very first uh, image is like of a road and we see a vehicle, uh, a car coming at us from afar. Um, and it's uh, out of focus and it comes into focus as it comes uh, closer to the camera. And the camera does a pan as the, as the car uh, turns for the road and, and st- stops to a halt. Um, and the pan is fantastic as well, but I mean sometimes the the pan the pan um, uh, craftsmanship <laughs> is a bit lackluster. Yes. But maybe maybe that's why maybe it's because the camera is positioned on like a trolley or like a car or something. Often it's when it's moving around, uh, following things. There's some very uh, and shaky. And then doing a pan after, and the, that's a shaky. Pan. Very shaky pans in here, and also some very sharp exact pants uh, 
Yeah. So I, I guess the ambition is a bit overreaching at times. Uh, mm. But what the hell? Yeah, Go I mean, there. the cameraman and the director is, is they're like pulling out every single trick from the toolbox. They're doing everything. Whip pans. They're doing like uh, transitions. They're lo- doing these fantastic uh, focus pulls. Uh, moving from the background to the foreground and back and forth and uh, yeah and the the tra- and the um, the moving camera I mean what a sight it is to behold and in the beginning they're they're like overly fond of the moving <laughs> camera they're, we're following around vehicles uh, from left to right for no apparent <laughs> reason <laughs> for no apparent reason it's just wow are you seeing this we're doing crazy stuff here man wow uh, it's so, beautiful yeah, man that... it's beautiful I, I was mesmerized uh, almost throughout except for the heavy handed uh, stuff. Yeah. There's some flashback stuff and uh, things that that irks me maybe a bit the wrong way, but uh, I'm forgiving. It's uh, very fast flashes and stuff also, so mm. I, I think it's pretty interesting throughout. And uh, although I don't um, share your fondness for the editing, uh, sometimes I think it's too... Uh... Uh, to fast images before they cut to intertitles. Uh, they maybe they introduce a new scene uh, and has that image for like a split second before going to an intertitle, which I find is a bit uh, jarring, erratic, jarring. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, that that um, thing jolts me awake. So. I, I <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think it's great. Uh, You're always falling asleep to always movies. Always falling so, so asleep. That, that, so, that's, uh, so it gives it uh, an energy uh, for is me. Is that why you're watching Michael Bay movies? Uh, could be one of the reasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm falling asleep again. Uh, I better pop, put on Transformers. Snap, uh, snap me out of it. <laughs> yeah. Give me a barrage so it, of edits and intertitles. And we also get like uh, we we t- we said to each other, isn't this like a French car chase or something? <laughs> it's very <laughs> the, French. The, it's very French. Uh, that they're like uh, chasing after a, a vehicle. I think it's a car chase. Was there we, anyone? We, we were not sure. I think we just followed a couple of cars for a moment. I don't yeah, know. May- maybe it was. But they they go by the the shore side, so we see the the the, the ocean um, coming into the. Um, to the sand, uh, they're going like on a boardwalk and uh, going with these thirties um, uh, uh, cars, and the it's night time. And I mean, I have I'm I'm super impressed with how they captured uh, the images uh, in night time. Yeah, it's a, how amazing. They, they light these scenes. It's great stuff. I mean, yeah, it's it's very dark, but uh, you can just make out the vehicles. And it's a film with such style that it really doesn't matter. And how you see um, the the headlights of the pursuing vehicle reflected mm. in the cars, uh, in the back of oh, the cars. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the lights and shadow in these things. And I think these would pop uh, if, if you could get the darkness levels uh, better. I mean, uh, this one should be restored uh, on, onto a Blu-ray or, or something. High def mm. shit. It would, yeah. it would be uh, uh, stellar. I mean, this is a VHS rip, I think. So, mm. I mean, yeah. This is yeah, what we're it is left what with. It is. And there's a missing these scenes where, where you... Uh, it starts out with uh, following something and then the you think it it's gonna cut and it uh, 
continues to uh continues and follow something else and <laughs> i mean <laughs> it just yeah. there's a flow yeah. to it and then this erratic uh snappy cutting as well yeah i mm. I, lo- I love the rhythm of this thing although mm. not much happens at times it still uh, it still moves at a pace <laughs> i ain't gonna say it it okay. this this thing just moves okay it just moves that's great yeah uh, so uh, yeah, and and as we get into more, um, as the narrative starts to um, uh, start to, starts to jettison uh, a foot again, uh, again uh, in the bar- <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit, as edit. the narrative uh, finally starts to uh, make itself uh, ho- at home. <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about? I guess we're gonna. Need some sharp editing here. Yeah, we need to cut some shit here, man. <laughs> uh. I mean, there is some action. There's not just a police procedural, although that is there. There is a bank robbery, and uh, I mean, we focus a bit on the fingerprints and some cigarettes left at the crime scene, uh, and uh, the police uh, chief is injured. Yeah, so the bank robbery, uh, they get a hold of the, the hoodlum's uh, fingerprints. Uh, the, fo- the hoodlum, uh, the gangster, um, the, the policeman's best friend that uh, turns out to be a gangster, he shoots the police, off- the police uh, chief or his friend or something in the police force. Um, and as he goes down, he, uh, he sabers him in the leg. Uh, and uh, somehow uh, his fingerprints, the bad guy's fingerprints, is left on um, on that saber. And after that, uh, when they find out, where wow, we got some fingerprints here. Wow, uh, it's a scene where all the cops are like uh, staring at uh, <laughs> this saber and like, wow, we got fingerprints and we got uh, two different sets. Wow, wow, wow. And we get this fantastic image of like, uh, it's I think it's a that is being superimposed onto an image of the city from above and and it's pulsing uh, in and out <laughs> uh, sort of to reflect that we got the fingerprints uh, it's all over the city and somewhere in the city uh, we can find our man but it's like a, it's like it's zooming in but, yeah. but through edits closer and yeah, closer yeah, yeah. to uh, people in the city. Yeah, it was a great shot. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and so it's a lot of a very cunning use of uh, superimpose, superimposing and double exposure. Uh, also, when the police officer uh, finally gets the proof that his best friend is the, um, is the perpetrator... Uh, he there. There's a great uh, shot of uh, it's. It's a shot of the perpetrator who who killed uh, the police chief, and it's a shot of his best friend, and they're both coming towards uh, the, uh, um, the, uh, the 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 <laughs> the shot. Ah, uh, maybe cut this out. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, you're smoking. I don't know how to shit. explain it. And that's what they're doing as well when they uh, puff away on these cigarettes oh, all the time. Yeah, they smoke like beasts. <laughs> and they, and they <laughs> talk about things like, do you ever recall von Hardenberg? <laughs> yeah, it's great when they have their flashback uh, reminiscing about uh, when they studied philosophy and poetry and uh, were doing mm. sports and running with these huge 
huge dog on the beach <laughs> and, and stuff. Yeah, and and, and it's a it's a it's an even better shot of American football than uh, um, the freshman had. I so don't know. Uh, it... Harold Lloyd can eat his heart out. <laughs> what the hell? Isn't it uh, pretty much the same shot? <laughs> No, it was a great running shot, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, um, it's great. But it, there were some great running shots in in Lloyd's. But yeah, it's it's very it's very um, weird to hear these uh, hard boiled guys talk about poetry and uh, wow, remember the olden days in high school? Yes, and we talked about these uh, poetry lines. Yeah, they and, go oh, off on some really the... heady heady stuff philosophizing yeah, and uh, it, some it's, Buddhist... Uh, it's bro... Yeah, Buddhist shit and it's like uh, it's like a bromance... <laughs> Buddhist uh, shit and like... <laughs> it sounds like Steven Seagal. <laughs> Have it's you like bromance extreme, man. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, YouTube clip where Steven Seagal is uh, telling this Buddhist <laughs> uh, story? Uh, you know, oh, it's yeah. uh, two monks walking uh, and, um, and one of them says to the other uh, blah blah blah. I don't remember. It's uh, it's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm going blah, 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 off on a, ta- okay. a tangent. All, all this is happening when the two pals are out eating. And uh, I mean, the lead, the policeman, uh, who is great throughout, he's acting with these great looks uh, all the time. But, yeah. but there's a really yeah. impressive scene here where he's holding a cigarette and a cup of tea in one hand and eating with the other. <laughs> <laughs> and... and <laughs> And this is where he notices that his pal has injured his leg. And after the dinner, mm, they, they yeah. just uh, lie chilling with uh, smokes on the floor on the restaurant. Uh, and this is where they are reminded about their days in school. So we get a little montage. Yeah, that's when they have their bride's head revisited uh, flashback. Yeah, uh, heavy yeah. bromancing going on. And, and Absolutely. And this uh, Isamu Kosugi, uh, the actor's name, he's uh, fantastic. Uh, and as you say, he plays uh, his role with very, very small uh, gestures and looks. And uh, it's a very modern acting in a way that we haven't seen that much in silent movies. Uh, and uh, I mean, the, the gangster guy, he doesn't really have this. He still have the, the silent movie sickness, <laughs> what you call it. <laughs> oh, that was... Uh, when, when you really give it your all in some scenes, you know. To sell a scene, you you go for it. I think it's something we are not to... used to as well. I, I, I mean, um, I guess they were still searching for the more naturalistic way to portray things. I think there could be something interesting there, although it is probably above my pay grade yet again. About this period where they are are searching for the way to act on screen. And and the period right before it gets more naturalistic. I think there could be something. I don't know. Uh... Anyway, so he has this this really nice gathering with his buddy. And he boozes it up. He drinks sake. uh, Despite the fact that he's a police officer. And he's being chastised uh, when he gets back to the precinct. Uh, some guy smells him. Oh, what's this? What's going on? I know you only dr- drink when you're upset. Uh, his best friend has been shot uh, by his best friend, but he doesn't know this yet. Uh, and the police uh, officer says, Booze is booze! <laughs> oh! And uh, points his finger at him. 
so yeah, there's a lot of moralistic uh, bullshit going on <laughs> between the lines here. Uh, and not even between the lines, of course. Uh, so yeah, if not for that, that would this would be a swell movie, man. But at, at w- when they first meet the police and uh, his friend, uh, or when they talk more, uh, so the second time they meet, he says uh, the policeman asks him, "What do you do?" <laughs> and he gets the answer, "Nothing. I have no skills. I kill time <laughs> playing golf." <laughs> It's your dream, uh, dream job. <laughs> your dream. Uh, yeah, I have no skills, life. so I, I can. But but I don't want to go around and play golf. Hey, your skill is podcasting, man. Uh, debatable. Debatable. Well, um, anyway, uh, he starts uh, donning the trench coat and uh, going on uh, Jean-Luc Godard and uh, moving around in alleyways. <laughs> yeah, there's a and lot I mean, of moving around in alleyways. I mean, the alleyways are fantastic. We could we could uh, do an entire episode on how <laughs> how they are um, um, framing images in these alleyways and how the camera pans from one alley to another alley where another dude is standing at the end of the alley uh, and they're doing uh, focus pulls and they're doing weird ass. Uh, <laughs> pants and tilts and uh, the camera the cameraman i mean what the fuck cam- the cameraman uh, <laughs> and the director they must have uh, plan plan these scenes out for like weeks it just sips and swoops around we even see the cameraman's reflection in a in a in a window there yeah so uh, yeah i mean i mean a big shout out to uh, soichi aisaka uh, the man credited for the cinematography. Um, yeah, he should be in there. <laughs> I don't there. even I don't even see this as a, a goof. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 put yeah. the camera. I mean, you're the star of the show. Of course, we want to see you as well. Absolutely, make a cameo of it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, they're really skulking around in Alice and. Uh, uh, he is uh, sort of transcending into paranoia, this police officer, as he becomes like this detective sleuth. Um, but he also, like, he finds an old uh, friend, which happens to be uh, a very small boy that he plays, uh, that he played with before, that has moved to a new de- apartment. <laughs> and from this apartment, he has a, a nice. Um, uh, lookout post <laughs> yeah, uh, <it's laughs> on on his uh, b- on the gangster guy. You know, it's like in uh, Man on the Roof <laughs> when Carl Gustav uh, <laughs> is taking out yeah. as, as, at this old lady's house, uh, getting uh, and he's even coffee. he's even being served like uh, maybe it's tea here. Yeah, it's uh, tea but, here. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's tea here. So it's an early precursor to um, the Man on the Roof as well. Sweden's. Uh, best action movie yeah and a shout out to the exploding helicopter podcast uh, if you haven't uh, listened we are guests uh, on an episode about man on the roof so check that out guys yeah plugging ourselves um, <laughs> like boo and our friends podcast yeah of course uh, <clears throat> of course and uh, yeah so uh, man uh, the stakes <laughs> man. are being hired uh, hired they're, they're, the stakes <laughs> man they're, they're going through the roof <laughs> um they they meet up again the um the gangster and the police officer and this time he's pretty much certain that he's the bad guy 
And there's a great scene where he questions uh, his buddy about, oh, that lighter is uh, fantastic. Uh, oh, you, you like it? You can have it. And he, he picks it up with such care, um, <laughs> the police officer. Yeah. He doesn't um, hold it like you would, cert- would ordinarily hold a, a cigarette lighter. He holds it uh, like it's it's a dear, dear thing. And then he envelops it in a, a handkerchief. And that's when the gangster guy sort of realizes, oh, he's gonna he's gonna use it for my fingerprints and see if they match with the with the sword. And now he finds out, oh, he actually thinks uh, I may have something to do with this. Uh, and then they have a weird scene in an alleyway, of course, an alleyway, um, <laughs> where he insists to get the cigarette lighter back. But the police officer says, like, well, that's a strange request. Um... <laughs> To return a gift you just gave away, and he's like, "Well, forget about it." And then he goes away. And then a, a, a like a like a hoodlum, like a, a, a random bad guy, uh, comes out of a shadow and uh, clobbers the police officer down. And we thought, of course, oh, this is how uh, uh, the gangster guy can get the lighter back. But he doesn't take the lighter. It's just a <laughs> random dude clobbing him down. <laughs> It seems to be. What happened? <laughs> what happened? I have no idea. It, it was a bit odd. Major plot hole. We now. were discussing uh, he should have uh, uh, taken the lighter and removed the fingerprints and put his own oh, yeah. hoodlum fingerprint on it and put yeah. it back <laughs> to derail the whole investigation. <laughs> to derail the narrative! <laughs> you want to derail yeah, the narrative? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? But uh, maybe that would have been too smart. Um, but uh, anyway, so the fingerprints is a match. And yeah. uh, finally, the police officer orders the entire police force down on the gangster and his buddies. Yeah, they and always the... go out the whole goddamn force. And I mean, <laughs> there's like uh, four or five cars full of cops. Uh, yeah, it's almost like Keystone Cops. <laughs> yeah, man. five motorcycles. They're like holding on to the to the motor vehicles and uh, for dear life. Yeah, so every and arrest moving through the streets all the in the night. Police force gets out, and it looks like yeah. maybe not the biggest town. I don't know. Yeah, I, gu- I guess it's not Tokyo, but maybe it's like a, um, a, a smaller coastal village since we saw the ocean earlier. Yeah, um, maybe something like that, um, and uh, we get. A fantastic ending. Yeah, the big we, set piece. The big set piece. I mean, before the set piece, we of course get the the boring propaganda bit where the police uh, cars uh, are uh, moving at a brisk pace through the streets, uh, while intertitles fly in our faces like uh, they're being stepped on a rake, uh, <laughs> telling us about uh, the the advantages of a fantastic police force. That sure knows how to uh, uh, to pay tribute to their citizens. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, but then we get a big set piece, and it's been worth waiting for. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. it, this is some awesome shit, and I love how it it almost starts out with this gun, uh, with this guy tying his shoes with a gun in his hand. Uh, oh yeah. Because we're gonna run and gun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and yeah, it's exactly what we do. That's yeah, and we get some uh, we get some searchlight action. 
that's uh, something I don't think I've seen before. Um, that's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, where, like, you have this uh, very long shot of uh, several different houses and small persons running around and the searchlight is, like, catching up to bad guys. It's, like, flickering down onto the streets and catching the police uh, running after. And then uh, it's sort of like um, the director's flashlight more than the police flashlight, really, uh, or searchlight. So, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic little nifty uh, mechanic for uh, another thing to pull out of the toolbox (laughs) for the director and the cameraman. Yeah, and and there's a... When one guy is running, we we get a... a, The searchlight follows him. It's a tighter shot. And we get the shadows playing across the wall and stuff. Really impressive. And then we get the early point break. Really, I mean... uh, for real <laughs> they they run and and chase each other through alleyways and then into houses and the camera follows th- throughout different rooms and and they where they crash through walls and stuff uh, i mean what the hell what's going on here Jonas? yeah it, it's it's almost too good to be true uh we we were like uh, what uh, what how are we ever going to do this movie justice uh by retelling this shit, it's uh, crazy, man. Yeah, watch it. Uh, and and it's a it's a beautiful uh, finish as well, uh, when uh, the police officer finally catches up to the gangster guy. Uh, he tries to run away, gets shot in the hand, and uh, he stand he stands all still, uh, all broken, um, and doesn't dare do anything. And the police officer. Uh, comes up and uh, tears um, some uh, fabric off his uh, shirt and uh, ties it around the the wound. And that's the end of the movie. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, this was great. So yeah, we gotta give uh, our props to Keisatsukan and uh, Tomu Uchida, the director. Yeah, and this is the only of his uh, pre-World War II movies uh, that still exist in full, which is a travesty. And and this movie must be restored if it isn't. Uh, I hope there is a better version of it already out there. Uh, I believe he returned to Japan uh, after World War. Uh, He was in China working in the coal mines or something. And return, yeah. <laughs> returned in the 50s and continued making movies. Yeah, he seemed to have uh, quite uh, the life, uh, this dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe someone to keep an eye on. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and full props to Isamu Kosugi, the actor playing the police officer. Um, fantastic acting, man. Maybe we should uh, make it a pod hard project to uh, record and mix a, a soundtrack for this one. <laughs> yeah, maybe that sounds <laughs> make great. Our... Not only a sound, not only a soundtrack, but also sounds, man. Yeah, well, all of it. Dialogue, uh, Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Put out our own uh, DVD. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be just like that dude in King Kong. Uh, the sound designer <laughs> whose name I've totally forgotten about yeah. but uh, yeah that's the stuff man <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, crowdfund uh, that one 
I suppose. I think we'll have some backers. Podard releases Keisatsukan, policeman. We do Oof. our noir voices when he is uh, scribbling notes there in the alleyways. With his, uh, yeah, we could be like the benches stuff. as well, Anders. Yeah, we go full uh, full monte. Finally, the dire- director's commentary <laughs> 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 onto the movie as well. Everything, uh, uh, everything but the kitchen sink. I mean, this movie is everything but the kitchen sink, and it is even the kitchen sink because there's some uh, more, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you say uh, <laughs> when he's at home and stuff, sitting watching oh, trees you mean and like, stuff? Um, the, the realism, yeah, the, the realism. Bank, so the, there uh, is there's realism. even everything and the kitchen sink. So it's all mm. here. I love it when he's sleeping in a wool of hay on his uh, stakeout. <laughs> yeah, and he's being showered and with rain and <laughs> totally. Yeah, there's a beautiful it. rain scene there as well. Love. Cinematic yeah, rain. This movie has it all. Yeah, of it just course. packs it in. Watch it. God damn it. Watch it. And uh, I guess that's it for 1933. It's been one hell of a year. Oh, man. 1933 delivered the goods, man. Three great movies. Um, What can 1934 bring to the party? Hmm. Well, (laughs) maybe the first Hitchcock movie in Podhard. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's it.